What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Guy Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm Tony Mango, joined by Robert E. Felice. I'm sitting at the table, and I've got a wine glass filled with milk, a la Brutus Creed. <laughs> he had milk in there? I didn't notice that. Yeah, the Creed's had milk. I was trying to see what kind of pasta that they had, because they mentioned Big ZD, I think, earlier. And I was the like, Creed. man... Yeah, Big we're all good. into the dinner. I first of all, NXT is a magical land <laughs> where you can earn a title shot and get released. Yeah. You you can earn a title shot straight up in the ring, and then you gotta go to dinner with the champions to earn the title shot. It's amazing. Which implies that this restaurant is very close to the NXT arena. We gotta make a map. There has to be a map. You got to do the diner, the fishing dock. Yeah, the fishing dock's got to be somewhere around there with all uh, the, the dead cut, bodies uh, that you know, are underneath there. The, the Cuts Barbershop. The Cuts Barbershop. You've also got backstage that whole like um, like uh, commissary kind of area like that uh, JC Jane and Thea Hale were at tonight. I don't know exactly where that is in the there's, vicinity. There's a very like the NXT production side of things, we crap on it a lot because a lot of the segments are crap. But <laughs> like, like the the idea of it is very exciting to me. And then and when they, you start throwing in, remember when they went to full sale for all those years, and then they would have like that kind of like strip mall. Yes. Now, I've never been in the area, so I don't know what that if that's just like next door, and they were like, "Hey, can we film here?" Or if that's probably something else. Probably not far from the spot. I've never been to Winter Park. But it's probably not far from where Full Sail is. Hmm. Well, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I just realized yeah. we didn't introduce this. NXT No Mercy, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, uh, this is the predictions post for NXT No Mercy. It is eleven thirty-four at night. We wanted to make sure that we got through this episode of NXT. Especially because they changed the card around for three matches that was uh, going on here. So we have the full context of what's going into this pay-per-view now. And we're going to do our usual shtick here. We're going to run down all the matches, talk about our predictions, what we're excited about, what we're not excited about, so on and so forth. And we want you to do the same. So, of course, drop your thoughts in the comments below. And while you're over there, double check that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. And if you're not, you're a bad person. And you should fix that by subscribing. Then you will be yeah. a great person, and then we'll love you for it. You should also hit the like button, then we'll love you even more. And if you make sure you have your little email alert set up for the uh, post show immediately following NXT No Mercy, then look at that. Look at all the points that you're getting from us. But, but let me tell you if you donate to the Patreon, now that is when you really want to get some love from us. <laughs> Listen, boys and girls, Tony's married. But I will give you all the love. Because <laughs> I, I, I ain't got nothing. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we record in the middle of the night. Not in the middle of the night. I'm going to be up for like another eight hours. Let's be honest. We're, we're vamping because we're likely going to get through the predictions part of this very quickly. I think so. Uh, probably. I mean, I'm a little 50-50 about some of these, and uh, some of them I'm not. <laughs> so you will find out right now. No, uh, obviously make sure that you are just going to be such a stupid podcast. I think I'm still in dark cast mode from earlier, that's why. Uh, also, if you are you know, kind of into the Patreon idea, but you actually don't like Patreon for some reason, but you want to stick over on the YouTube side of things, you have the channel membership, so click on that join button. Or just keep donating through the uh, thanks button. Obviously, if you are on the live chat during the post show, you get the super chat as an option. Also, Redbubble and Public where you can pick up merchandise. It's one of those other things that you can help us out with. So, NXT and No Mercy. Very glad that the No Mercy pay-per-view name is back. Yep. I, uh, I think the logo's perfectly fine. It's generic enough and all. And um, the card itself, not a bad card. It's a really good card in some ways. A really questionable card in other ways. And I think, honestly, two of these matches could end up being some of the best NXT matches all year. 
Which ones are those off the top of your head? Uh, specifically the, the Becky Lynch Tiffany Stratton match and the Carmelo Hayes uh, Elia Dragunov match. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You just- you just it's, couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I mean at, at this point it's just baked into me. Like I even when I'm typing it out, it kind of pops in my head. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't when I'm typing it out. Problem. <laughs> uh, one of the best uh, names to say, along with Yuka Sakazaki and um, uh, Ian Riccaboni, is another one of my favorite ones to say. <laughs> Ian Riccaboni is a great name. <laughs> also, as far as moves go, Juji Katami is up there. Great oh, move name. Is that a Shida move? <laughs> so let's start talking about six matches. Six matches? Yeah, six matches. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, How many matches, Tony? Eight. Uh, <laughs> 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 Most of these are title matches. Actually, there's only one that isn't for a championship, and that is Baron Corbin versus Braun Breaker. They beat the fuck out of each other tonight. They really did. They had uh, three brawling segments, one of them in the ring, one of them backstage, and then another one in that dreaded parking lot, which went through the other backstage area and then through the wall into HBK's office. (laughs) It seems like they were planning on doing a spot where the um, car door of the SUV got broken off and it didn't. And then they just kind of continued. And it was like, right, uh, well. Breaker tried to Goldberg himself on that door to get it to break. And thankfully he didn't budge because I wouldn't want him to Goldberg himself in any <laughs> case. Or pull a Brock where he just throws it and accidentally might have hit somebody. <laughs> but that match should be fun. It's interesting to have a heel versus heel thing. I like what they're doing with Corbin being like, you're all a bunch of soft uh, people that aren't ready for the main roster. I like that Braun Breaker is just, you know, Braun Breaker, essentially. It's a Braun versus Baron. (laughs) What is going on with you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, big fan of this. Big fan of Braun. Big fan of Baron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what can you say? I I like this. I, I don't know why they closed out the show when there's a whole bunch of matches with a, a lot more importance. I'm assuming because um, they realized that the contract signing's pretty fucking lame. Yeah, and I guess they had to go through a wall, so you need time to repatch that wall. Uh, I think Baron should win. Look, I know we're like, oh, well, yeah, put over the young guy. Yeah, I think Braun, I think, uh, yeah, Braun's fine. And Corbin should win. And I think Corbin should continue on with his character. I like that he's just in regular gear now. I, I love everything about the Corbin presentation since he's done this. And I hope that it leads to a title reign of some kind. See, I kind of want Corbin to win and be the next challenger for Carmelo Hayes, not to spoil how I think that that's going to go, but I could see them going in that direction, even if he loses, where it's just sort of like breaker wins and then cue some segment in the next couple weeks where Corbin's like, hey, Braun Breaker proved himself a tough guy to me, but you haven't champ, you know? Like, they could play around with that a little bit. Hasn't Hayes beat him? Did he? I don't remember. Didn't Hayes send him on this crisis of of, uh, character? If he did, it's forgettable, and I don't remember. He was literally the main event of the Great American Bash. Huh. Well, then, fuck it. Yeah, all the more reason then that I think the Braun Breaker will end up winning this match. You know, overall, well, he I, is here for, you know, he being Baron Corbin is here to kind of work with some of those other guys and, you know, kind of boost them up to the next level. And Breaker is clearly somebody that they care about. So I would be, I would be surprised if he doesn't win. Yeah, that's lame. I want, I want Baron Corbin to win things. 
All right. Hey, anyway, you're not going to have to try hard to sell me on the idea of Baron Corbin winning stuff. Yeah, man. Like, also, Von Wagner should come back and fuck somebody up. I don't know who. I mean, probably Braun uh, because he killed him. Yeah. But like, you know, like, you can. Hey, listen, Corbin laughed. You can beat Corbin up too. I, th- I think Von Wagner should come back here. Maybe the story can be that Vaughn got hit in the head so hard that he mixes Baron Breaker. Yeah, I knew you were- <laughs> As soon as you opened your mouth, I said, oh, God, here we go. It's going to come back full circle. <laughs> so I think that Baron's going to win. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Corbin. <laughs> I'm going to go Breaker. Okay, uh, we'll split the difference there. And... um. Here's where Callum comes in and goes, I'm going to vote. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know why I gave him, I gave him a Muppet voice. Mouse now? What, what's going on? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, the reason why we don't have Callum on this is because Callum doesn't really watch NXT. So we figured, you know. And we'll, also, it's late. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been asleep for hours at this point. So. He's probably waking up for work at this point. Like Maybe uh, last thing he wants to do is talk about Baron Corbin on an NXT predictions thing. He might not even be watching the pay-per-view for all we know. If he is, then, you know, maybe he'll be able to join us in the post-show. But uh, I think that Breakers win in this one. And that's one of the ones that I'm a little bit more confident in. But one that I am kind of 50-50 on, to be honest, is Noam Dar defending the Heritage Cup against Butch. And I can't say Butch without thinking of Fabian from Pulp Fiction still at this point. But I want Butch to win, partially because Noam Dar is not going to fucking do anything with that belt that we have, or not, not even a belt, that with that trophy that we haven't seen him doing. I'm tired of it at this point. So give the Butch, do something a little bit different there. But at the same time, they got a lot of people that are on that main roster thing hanging around right now. Do they really want to have Dominic Mysterio and Butch and Becky all holding championships, they might. It might be specifically their plan is just, yeah, you know what? We need that boost. If not, then we might be in a position where uh, maybe you shouldn't have the NXT championships all on main roster people. But I want Butch to win at least. You, see, you say you're 50 50. I am also. Half of me thinks Butch is going to win, the other half of me thinks Pete Dunne is going to win. Because <laughs> I, I just, I don't see any fucking benefit to him losing. Noam Dar, people forget this, is a guy who has been all over this company. He was on Raw like seven years ago. He's been in the company a lot longer than a lot of people realize it, yeah. Yeah, he's been around. You don't really, you're not really losing the eye, first of all. Not a knock on Dar. I love, love, love the metaphor. I think they're the funnest thing on the show. But it's Butch and it's Pete and like he's doing things. I'd rather him do things. We just did a tier list where it was like arguing for him to be higher because he's like he should do things. And this is a chance to do that. So I think he should win. But do you think he will? Difference I between do. will and should. I do. I do, unless they're just like, well, we can't have. I think that's the you. Like you're thinking he might win, except if they had this idea of we need that boost. I'm thinking he's definitely going to win, unless they just go, ah, we can't put them all on the roster people. See, one other thing that makes me kind of go, why not just give it to Butch? Who else would feud with Noam Dar that anybody would give a shit about right now? Because they could technically still just have like, all right, Axiom's trying to get the fucking Heritage Cup and Tyler Bates trying to get it again and Nathan Fraser wants another title shot. and But it's like, any of that fucking matter? We've seen it. We've seen it for weeks, months. There's nobody that they're setting up right now 
who could, in my mind, be the next challenger for Dar, where it's like, ah, well, you know, the reason why they're not going to go with Butch is because they really have been setting up Duke Hudson. Or this is totally Mark Coffey's to win. Or, you know, say, look, you know, Brian Pillman. Like, if Brian Pillman Jr. comes in, would they really have him going after the Heritage Cup? I don't think so. You know? It wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, like, he's more of just wrestle a little bunch of matches and then eventually North American title. The only person I can see making a claim for it would be Dempsey. But he's not there. And he's also heel, so... He would strike me more as the type that who could beat Butch. And that they would need to put it on Butch, at least for a little bit in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, the more we talk about this, the more I'm just like, okay, so the answer is Butch. Butch. (laughs) That's what what I want. That's what I'm leaning towards, is that Butch is going to win this, because it does kind of feel like maybe they set up a tournament with the idea in mind of, like, putting Butch over and... Look at the difference between the way that Butch came out of this tournament versus the way that they booked Akira Tozawa. I mean, Tozawa was obviously an enhancement talent, but they specifically brought him into this tournament and immediately had him just, like, lose everything. Whereas Butch was brought in here, he won the fucking tournament. Well, what are you saying? Are you saying that, that Akira Tozawa doesn't feel like a star to you? He shows up backstage and turns away from people <laughs> and walks in the opposite direction. I've liked Tozawa since he first popped up at the Cruiserweight Classic, and I still think that it's a shame that they never really did anything much with him because he's only won the Cruiserweight title once, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was funny doing even shit like when he was doing the Vince McMahon, you're fired thing, <laughs> you know? Let me explain something to you now that you mentioned it. Here <laughs> Tozawa is a perfect example of oh, having a sense of humor will keep you employed for a while. Because, but it might end up killing your career as well. I mean, sure. But you're getting a good paycheck. Yeah. Because he's still there probably solely because he's funny. Yeah. And he makes everything work. Yeah, because look at all the people. You know what? Let's go down this fucking rabbit hole because now this is interesting to me. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic. How many people got signed? How many people are still around? Let's see. Uh, Alternates. Aaron Solo. (laughs) That's a good way to start. Uh, Never got signed jobber in aew for his entire career jesse Sorensen didn't get uh anywhere with that jesus your i don't even know who that is kai katana don't know who that is vandal ortigan don't know who that is zumbi i don't know who that is who got replaced by mustafa ali ah that's interesting i guess that yeah. guy's probably like oh fuck so there's Tozawa, there's Alejandro Saiz. I think that they had signed him for a short time frame. Uh, Anthony Bennett, Aria Davari, Brian Kendrick, Cedric Alexander, Clement Patois, Damak, I remember hearing that guy's name, Damian Slater, Drew Gulak, obviously one of the better ones, Fabian Eichner, good old Giovanni Vinci, Grand Metalik. Uh, Bollywood Boys. Oh, what was that? Oh, that's how they used to uh, introduce him. I always thought it was funny. It was Grand Malik. Uh, your absolute favorite, Ho Ho Loon. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Gentleman Jack Gallagher. That didn't end up all that well. Oh, boy. Uh, Jason Lee. I don't remember Jason Lee. Uh, Johnny Gargano, of course, the man. Uh, Kenneth Johnson. Sounds familiar, but I don't think that they had signed him for even a minute. Kota Ibushi, of course we know. Lindsay Dorado, who's there for a long while. Mustafa Ali, Noam Dar. Raul Mendoza, still sticking around. Rich Swan. Yeah, he ended up doing uh, some good stuff in Impact. Sean Maluda, still surprised that they never had signed him to any of these companies, and now it's been long enough that it's like, all right, well, there goes Sean Maluda. Like, AEW never picked up Sean Maluda. It's so weird. Uh, TJP, we know where he is. Tajiri, of course we know what 
Jerry's career was all about. Tomas Ciampa, next person to lose to Gunter. And uh, Tony Nese, Tyson Dukes, and Doc Sabre Jr. Yeah, you know, there's a good group of people. Half of them are... Everybody loved that fucking tournament. Like, listen to the names you just said. Yeah. Half of them are really fucking good. And then a third of them are like, yeah, I mean, they weren't bad. And then a third of the other ones are, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> you know? But all that to say, hey, look. Tazawa. <laughs> a humor. And all the uh, Tazara thing, to Tazawa thing, to go back to say uh, <laughs> that Butch is going to win. <laughs> so if you're wondering why Clement Patois is being talked about, it's because we think Butch is going to win the Heritage Cup <laughs> that's not in NXT UK anymore. <laughs> that's wild how a couple of years changes things, right? This is 2017, I think, is when this uh, tournament was. 2016. September, now it was uh, June 2016. Yeah. Man. So much fucking time goes by. So I, yeah, I'm I'm about like 50-50, but I'm leaning a little bit more towards Butch. I'm also very 50-50 about the North American title match, which we know is not what it was supposed to be. This whole setup is something that I really wish that we could just get, like, somebody on a podcast could just explain this. Because there's so many stories over all these years that are like, you know, oh, man, I really wish that somebody could talk about like what happened during the pandemic. And I really wish that this. No, this is just another one of those things that's going to get lost in the shuffle because they were setting up this Mustafa Ali North American title thing for like four months or something. Like this has been going on for a while. And they kept avoiding it. In one way or another, it was like, all right, well, Wesley he's got a match with Tyler Bate instead of Mustafa Ali. And then Mustafa Ali doesn't have a number one contenders match in a singles match. So that's going to, whatever dragon Lee's in there. And then Dominic Mysterio gets randomly thrown in. And then, Oh, well, you know, we're going to come back around to Dominic Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali. And the week that that's supposed to happen, he leaves the company. So what's interesting with raw is they had this Dragon Lee match with Dominic Mysterio, and they very easily could have just had Dragon Lee win the title there, or they could have done something to set up that Dragon Lee gets another match, or they could have not had the match. Like Mysterio attacks Dragon Lee backstage, and it's like, ah, the match was called off, and then, but you know what? He's going to have that match on No Mercy, haha, you know, that kind of thing. Instead, Dom beats Dragon Lee, and they set up a triple threat match on NXT between. Dragon Lee again, and Tyler Bate and Axiom. And then Trick Williams, who beats Joe Gacy earlier in the night, gets reinserted into that to make it a fatal four-way, and Trick Williams wins. And then to make it even weirder, after the contract signing, Vic Joseph's like, oh, and by the way, special guest referee for the match is Dragon Lee. <laughs> hold on, hold on, you skipped the step. So, Trick Williams beats Joe Gacy, he's like, hey, Melo's got a belt. I got to get a belt, which, okay, makes sense. Right then I knew, okay, he's winning the, the uh, North American title shot. All right. Then Dominic Mysterio is cutting a promo to Trick Williams about, I'm the guy who runs NXT. And Dragon Lee just comes up and punches him in the face. Mm-hmm. For no reason. He didn't cheat to beat him last night. He beat him clean. Right? Am I wrong? I honestly don't remember. You already don't remember, but he beat him clean. <laughs> That's so stupid because I watched the match and I don't remember. Watched already. The match and I'm pretty sure you sent me a message about how you beat him clean. So I guess they had no plan to do the match. And you even said, oh, I guess they might just not do anything at all. Maybe uh, within 24 hours, my brain was like, look, I got a defrag, man. <laughs> But yeah, then they just go, yeah, special guest referee, Dragon Lee, which then makes me go, okay, there are a couple different ways that this could go. They put that belt on Dominic because they wanted that belt on Dominic. They were Very telling good. this this whole story about Mustafa Ali, and it seemed like that was the logical next step was going to be, well, Mustafa Ali is going to be the one that wins that title from Wesley. And then they sidetrack with this Dominic Mysterio thing. So that already makes me feel like 
Shawn Michaels and the people that are responsible for the creative in NXT were like, hey, we want Mustafa Ali to beat Wesley. And then some other people went, nah, we want Dom to do that because we want Dom to hold that belt on Raw and SmackDown. That changes plans. And then they go, all right, well, we'll come back around to it. You know, well, we'll give it to Mustafa Ali in a month or two or whatever the fuck it's been. All this dancing around and stuff. At the same time that they've been building up this tension between Trick and Mello. But they keep hanging around this Dragon Lee thing. And we've had matches with Dragon Lee and Dominic Mysterio before where it seemed, oh, okay, well, Dragon Lee's going to be the one that beats Dominic Mysterio. And they doesn't win the belt, but they keep that story going. So it was like, oh, if the plan was Dragon Lee to win the belt from Dominic and not Mustafa Ali, this whole Mustafa Ali thing is really baffling. If the plan was Mustafa Ali to be the one that beats Wesley and Dominic wasn't a part of it and the Dragon Lee was going to whatever, like, when Wesley was champion, were they planning on it being Dragon Lee, Dominic, Mustafa Ali, or fucking Trick Williams? <laughs> Which one of these four people was their plan? Because I don't, I feel like it wasn't Trick, but at the same time, it could very easily be Trick is a champion and Mello's a champion, and then it becomes like, well, you know, now I'm going to be the A champion, or it could be that Mello loses his belt, Trick's got a title, and then it becomes Mello's upset that Trick's got a, a title, or it could be that Trick loses this match and becomes like, oh, now I got to go after Mello's title. But then Talking Dragon Lee's a special guest referee. He hates Dominic Mysterio, so it seems like he should screw over Dom. But why would or, he screw over Dom if he wants to win that fucking belt? You know what I mean? Hold on, hold on. So you're forgetting something. There is actual continuity that makes me think, oh, this, uh, Dragon Lee is probably always going to be the special guest referee. Because that's how Ali won the title shot. Uh, Dominic was the special guest referee for Lee and Ali. And fast counted when Dragon Lee was getting pinned. So I think that they're probably going to shoehorn that in anyway. You were thinking that maybe Dragon Lee was going to fast Dominic out and Mustafa Lee was going to win that belt. No, he was going to fast count again, Ali out, and then go, okay, now you owe me. For Dominic? Like he's going to be pro-Dominic? Not pro-Dominic as much as... I'm just making it clear I'm the only one that's going to beat you. Huh. Because it seems like his issue was both with Mustafa Ali and Dominic, but it was more like, ah, I'm not a big fan of Mustafa Ali, but fuck you, Dominic. You know? And now he's got no issue with Trick. So that changes that dynamic up. Well, also, we didn't talk about this one. Element. Sorry, I know we're scatterbrained. This story is scatterbrained. Um... Truck literally fell into the win. Did you want? Did you already figure the end of the match? I mean, he did just sort of fall. Yeah, he literally fell into the win. Like, um, Dragon Lee was either was it Dragon Lee to move to Axiom, and he Trick throws Dragon Lee out the ring, clonks heads with Tyler Bate, and just falls on top of Axiom for ten. And I'm like, that's not how you build a baby <laughs> face, right? Like, that's not how you build the guy who's going to take down Dom. So ultimately, I think, to kind of go back to what you were saying about there's a few ways to go, I think it's going to be Trick loses, and now he's just mad at Mello. And he's mad at Mello because Mello, during the contract signing, Openly said the words, I ain't trick. Yeah, he was like, uh, to Dragon Off, uh, I'm not like any of the people that you've beaten before. I'm not like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not like trick. And then he was like, oh, shit. Like, I shouldn't have said it like that. Because he knows. He's like, oh, I just fucked up. Unless there's some, you know, hey, plans change, pal. They definitely want to do something between Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. So that makes me go, fuck, if that's the case, then they shouldn't have the North American title on Trick. Because then what? Then you, you know, title for title or, you know, something along those lines. But 
if Trick doesn't ever win any of these things, you can't buy him as a viable challenger for the NXT championship either. So he's got to win some of these things every once in a while. But if he wants the North American title, you got to wait for that. So that also takes that belt off of Dominic, which maybe that's another thing that we can look back in hindsight after this and go, ah, okay, because I know that you don't agree with me on this one, but I still do think that there's a chance that we might get the raw and SmackDown tag team championships split. And if you're going to have a belt on Dom and you need to have a belt on him, taking the North American title off of him, but eventually giving him one of the tag titles is something that can happen, which by the way, we're going to talk about this when we come to fast lane next week, but there's a chance that Damian priest cashes in money in the bank after the last man. standing. Oh, oh, match. oh my God. Yeah. There's a strong opportunity that he just, well, they gotta they gotta lose those tag belts first. I don't know. We'll get there. Because I can't picture Judgment Day having the World Heavyweight Champion is also the tag champions, and Dominic Mysterio's got the North American title, and there's just like everything's just pushed over in there. They just did that with the Bloodline with a lot of things. If they just keep doing that again, it's like my God, you guys have one story that you can tell, and that's it. But I don't know. I mean, logic tells me Trick should win this match because Dragon Lee should screw Dominic and Trick winning that belt makes him feel more like, yeah, I'm the fucking, I'm the man. But then it's like, well, Trick keeps losing these things overall and maybe Dragon Lee gets taken out and he doesn't end up being the guest referee anymore. Like, Maybe Trick, for instance, accidentally hits Dragon Lee with something. And then a new referee comes in and Dominic Mysterio can pin Trick. I am slightly leaning more towards Dominic Retains. It's hard because it seems like a whole lot of nonsense for no good reason. You know? I mean, the Mustafa Ali thing just throws it all like crazy. That is true. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go Dom retains. And I really feel like this is one of those things that we're going to look back on a week or so from now and just go, ah, okay. So that's what they were doing. Yeah, then again, sure you know, far ahead <laughs> for all we know, this could be one of those things where two and a half years from now we go, what the fuck was happening with that? Cause there are certainly some things where it's just like, like, why did you uh, put the both the belts on Keith Lee and then had him lose <laughs> so fast? You know, ah, you got to get rid of one of those belts. But by the way, we're going to have you also lose the other belt pretty soon. What? You know, I don't know why that was my go to example, but. Karen Cross. Karen Cross, an oddball of his career as well. And then and then Sangha uh, derailing his push for sharing the photo on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Sangha or was it Veer? It was definitely Sangha. The pandemic was weird, man. Everything's weird. (laughs) I mean, look at the the state of wrestling that we're in right now, right? Look look at the state of this podcast. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Speaking of weird, we have a fatal four-way for the NXT tag team titles, which came about because Tony D and Stacks. Invited three of those teams to eat dinner. Just three of them. Not like Briggs and Jensen. Not, uh... Oh my god, I'm blanking on some of the other teams. Hank and Tank. <laughs> not Hank and Tank, no. Obviously, we don't have Schism anymore, so the Dyad can't be a part of that. But... Uh, uh, you just know Family Blade. Oh, that's right, I know Family Blade. Yeah. Now, instead... It's just, hey, Creed Brothers, Los Lotharios, and OTM, who just barely made it to the roster right now, and they're already getting tag title shot. Which makes me think <laughs> that they're going to put those Are they going to win? I fucking hope not. <laughs> I, you know, I like them. I don't dislike them. I'll put it that way. Scripts aside. But yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that was the other qualifier I was going to say. Was, I like them. They got a good look. 
They got weird Grand Theft Auto branding. I don't get it. <laughs> like someone played Grand Theft Auto for the first time. It's not Sean because his children are adults. So someone played GTA. I was like, this is cool. I don't know. Which is so I, funny to think like uh, Grand Theft Auto thinks the same one as the Price is Right. Yeah, I guess there's that too. Because it's like, well, maybe OTM's just like a really big Price is Right fan. <laughs> They were shooting dice, man. <laughs> That's how they got all that money. That they, uh, that wasn't the, the dice game. It was actually that they were just really good They're at betting on go. how much it costs for a fucking dishwasher. <laughs> uh, Creed Brothers are the team that they're just hanging around here until they put them up on the main roster. So I don't think that they're going to win. Los Lotharios have this whole, we got a claw mark on our chest now, so we're different, even though we're doing, you know, pretty much nothing. So I kind of feel like Tony D and Sax are just going to retain here. It is their first defense, mm-hmm. which is crazy to say. I took them the champions forever. They hadn't been. They've just been in the title picture forever. Um, I could see it going to any of these teams except the Creeds. Because OTM, they're getting a shot immediately, but there has to be a reason. Los Cedarios, if they don't win, then, like, their grandfather is going to hop them in their dreams. <laughs> Pull another Freddy Krueger and just be like, hey, you guys aren't fucking doing good enough, Slash. So I think there's a good shot that they win. But, I don't know, I think safe bet, I'll say D'Angelo's. With the way that the tag titles have shifted around in the past year, it wouldn't shock me if the belts change hands. But I am sticking with Dax and Tony Day because, I mean, it is their first defense. But then again, we don't know exactly what their plans are going forward. Maybe they do want to just like, hey, by fucking WrestleMania, Tony D and Dax are on the main roster or something. Maybe they really like them. Then maybe it's like, eh, we don't need to really give them a tag title run. Fuck it. I would like, in one fell swoop, for the Creeds, Roxanne Perez, Breaker, Wagner, and anyone else they called free agents to land on the main roster like yesterday. Zion Quinn that hasn't been seen on Raw or SmackDown or NXT since being called a free agent, except for, I think, one battle royal on SmackDown. He showed up on, he showed up on Raw. He was in the uh, May 15th battle royal to determine the new, the next IC title contender. That, ironically, Ali won. <laughs> Ali, a guy that they kept using for quite a while. They keep, like, I've talked about it before, but, like, they, they would be like, hey, no, we really, really, we plan on pushing you right out the door. <laughs> Yeah. Ali's stand-up moment this year, sadly, was Brock Lesnar going, get a life, kid. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like uh, yeah, get in the back of the line, you fucking dork or something. <laughs> no, it was literally like, he just jumps away and he looks at him and he says, get a life, kid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Poor Mr. Ali. Hopefully he does some good stuff after this. But, uh, so, so much good stuff. I think somebody just grew to love to haze him. Hmm. I mean, if you uh, go by what Rick Boogs is saying, one person can make all the difference. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, Rye Boogs on uh, on the hot tags. Um, yeah, so Tony D and Stacks, my pick, your two? Yeah, I think so. I also think that this belt's not going anywhere. Tiffany Stratton is not winning that NXT Women's Championship back from Becky Lynch. It's an Extreme Rules match. That should be kind of fun. Unless it's just, you know, fucking kendo sticks and nothing else. But you don't give that belt to Becky just to have her lose it immediately again. No, not when there's an NXT Women's Breakout Tournament where the brackets will be revealed. And if that name Jade Cargill is red, then no, Becky ain't losing I don't think she's losing either way, but I think the only way you bring Jade into NXT 
if it's a to do something like dethrone Becky. If it's what? You're cutting out again. Oh shit. Hold on. If it's to do something like dethrone Becky. See the Jade Cargill element of it. We're not going to know. I mean, this sounds stupid to say. We're not going to know until we know. But we're not going to know if she's in NXT until they announce something with her. And it could very well be that they just say, hey, you know what? In this breakout tournament, Jade Cargill is one of them. And then she immediately is like, okay, well, she wins. I actually feel like she's not going to be in it. All we know so far are Danny Palmer, Lola Vice, and... I'm assuming Kilani Jordan. Well, she's going to need something to do. <laughs> she's not going to have her story with uh, Dana she's Brooke. She's going to need something to do. We can't just. Uh, yeah, those to me make sense. I think. I think Ava Rain could be in it, potentially. I think that you're pretty much looking at only a few other names that stand out, like. Maybe that's where they bring Izzy Damon here, Carmen Petrovic. Maybe they can get away with Jakar Jackson being in here. I was thinking about Jakar Jackson. And I don't uh, think that'll like, a, I mean, they, they can't do it for instance with like Valentina for Royce or, uh, you know, Lyra Valkyria can't be in it. Did or, you almost instinctively say you Leon? No, I was looking through the rest of the roster. Cause I almost uh, instinctively said you Leon. <laughs> They can't with Lash Legend. They can't with Keanu James. So it's like uh, Carmen Petrovic. They can throw her in there. JC Jane, you can't. Ivy Nile, you can't. Giovanna Borneo, you can. But at the same time, she hasn't been seen in any capacity. So in the past, they've just had people where it's like, oh, and by the way, we're just going to start showing like Kaya Saint or Kennedy Cummins or Jada Parker or I don't know. Um, But I kind of look at that as like, oh, Lola Vice might win to get a match against Becky Lynch. I definitely don't look at any of these names and go, so-and-so is going to win to fight Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. I I think Becky wins. I think Tiffany has a great showing, and I think she's on the main roster by the Royal Rumble. I think she's, yeah, she's going to get moved up in the Royal Rumble. Maybe not necessarily like she's on the main roster after the Royal Rumble immediately after, but but she's in the Royal Rumble and on by the Raw after Mania. Yeah, that kind of scenario. And Becky, she's got this title partially because they want to bump up the ratings. She can't bump up the ratings if she's not on the show. So (laughs) keep the belt on Becky. Tiffany is going to be fine. And Maybe Tiffany starts feuding. I mean, we got months and months until the Royal Rumble. You still got to get through all of October, all of November, all of Shit, December. Maybe you do just call her up now. Hmm? Maybe you do just call her up now. Maybe. And, you know, it wouldn't be that hard. They could just have Tiffany Stratton pop up on Raw. If she's feuding with somebody who is on the Raw roster, have Tiffany Stratton just pop up and just do it like that. Start her in a feud with... I don't know. Uh, wouldn't be Nia Jax, but um, do Tiffany Stratton against uh, Raquel or something. I could see that. Or Natty, you know. Well, Natty's probably feuding with Tegan Knox, but or Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, yeah, fine, do that. <laughs> Nobody's doing anything with Ivy Lee. She's only popping up on main event. Which fuck you, main event. It seems like they're on a temporary continuation with Hulu. Like, ugh, the show won't die. <laughs> I already talked to Ad Nauseam about what I would do with Man Event. Go listen to the last hot tag. <laughs> I would just uh, remove that from the record books. But I think it's pretty set in stone. Becky Lynch is retaining that title. And I'm glad that they went with the Extreme Rules match instead of just a regular rematch. Because, look. A regular rematch is something that they've done a million other times where it's just like, let's just do the match again. And it's boring. Extreme Rules match might not end up being the best thing in the world, but it's at least got something more to it. Yeah, they sprinkle a little bit of fairy dust on it. And it gives Tiffany the chance to show up and show out. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if they have some kind of a big spot planned or something, it could be like, Becky wouldn't have won that match if it wasn't for that forklift or, you know what I mean? (laughs) 
I am disappointed, though, that we're just getting Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. It's just the match again. And yeah, they're talented. They're going to have a fun match. But I don't remember a damn thing about the previous one. I don't think I'm going to remember anything about this one either. It's probably just going to be a match. Hayes might lose the title, to be honest. There's an option there where Hayes loses Trick Williams wins the North American title and they end up telling that story. But I don't think it's happening. I think that Dragunov is in this position because they really like Dragunov and they really liked that match with Hayes and they really didn't have anything else in mind that they wanted to do. So they were like, why don't we just run that back again? People liked that match. We'll just tell the story of two guys good in ring, go fight again. And you know my criticism when it comes to that in AEW or Ring of Honor or whatever it might be of, yeah, two guys in ring, good, equal, good match. Do I care? No. Let's put it this way. Unless they have the biggest, best fucking match of the year, I'm not going to remember it by the time we do the end of the year awards. Yeah, I agree. However, I do think it'll be the best match of the night. And I do think yep. <laughs> I, I think that there's something to be said for maybe Dragunov wins. But then I think you've wasted the story. The there's trick story, story or? No, the mellow story. And with the, you know, I need to beat you. Otherwise, my name has an asterisk. Because the story is this time there's no trick. Yeah. Unless Trick pops up in this match, despite that. And it ends up being like, man, I told you to to leave. I don't want you in this because I don't need that asterisk. And then he screws over Carmelo. Which that could be their plan, too. It could be Trick versus Melo isn't a title match. And they end up having Trick and Melo in like. It's interesting. They didn't have it uh, in your house this year. And it seems like they're not going to have Halloween Havoc as a pay-per-view anymore for this year. So Deadline, I guess, would be the next pay-per-view. Unless they just do Halloween Havoc. I mean, they four c- weeks. Uh, when is Halloween? Is Halloween on Tuesday? Halloween's on Tuesday. So... Halloween Havoc has a special episode of NXT that could be Carmelo Hayes versus Trick Williams in a non-title match because Dragunov is the champion. Hmm. We'll see. I'm I'm tentatively saying Melo wins. I'm leaning more towards Melo too, yeah. I can see it going either way. What's interesting to me is if they go with either of them, I don't feel like there's a guaranteed number one contender. Because if they go with Hayes and they don't do the trick thing, because they're still trying to build that up or whatever, then who fights Hayes afterward? Are they just going to bring another person from the main roster to just fill in that spot again? Or are they just going to do Braun Breaker again? I don't know. I don't think so. And then I look at this list of these people and it's like, well, Dijak is losing. You know, Dijak's clearly not in the position that they want him to be like that. Wesley went and fucked off. And it's really not worthwhile to be like, ah, then Wesley comes back and he just gets another title shot again because fuck me, can't just keep having the same four people. But this goes back to what I was saying on the dark ass, what I've been messaging you privately. There is this illusion that this roster is so deep. And I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, I don't see any depth. I see, you know, a little puddle. And the, the roster ain't deep. There's really some, there's some really talented people in the NXT right now. Yes, there's talent and there's promise, and it's all great. But there's like, how many people are even on the the male roster? For instance, out of this, it's like, uh, let's see here. Um, see what the number comes out to. There are fifty one men on the roster right now. How many of them have actual experience? That's where you start getting into. That's 51 men if you count Davion Heights, Trey Bearhill, 
Tyreek Igwe, Tyson DuPont, Cal uh, Dixon, Luca Crucifino, obviously Bronco Nima and Lucian Price, pretty new. A guy like Javier Bernal, who is funny, but he really isn't in a position to make a big splash. Guru Raj, who has been a jobber his entire career and he hasn't even wrestled for the past year. A guy like Dante Chen, who's been a jobber his whole time. Dijak, who's not being booked super well. Drew Gulak, who's just, you know, supporting manager type of guy. Separate when it comes to like Brutus Creed is being counted in there. The three members of Gallus, the, you know, Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, all talented people. But I'm not anticipating that Andre Chase is going to get the next title shot against Carmelo Hayes. So who the fuck else is going to do it? And if you give it to Dragunov, who the fuck's going to challenge Dragunov? You already did Dragunov Raker. You already did Dragunov Hayes. So obviously that would be something that you don't just run that back over and over. And they trade belts over and over. Dragunov Gacy? I don't fucking care. Gacy's a loser at this point. He just keeps losing everything. You can't do Dragunov and Nathan Fraser and have that be something that's going to like, you know, tear the house down. Boy, that's a hard-hitting home dream. <laughs> Dragonov and Tyler Bate, is that really going to sell a pay-per-view? I hate to say it, but Tyler Bate doesn't seem like he's in that kind of position. So, Boy, that's a big strong no. <laughs> Maybe we could Boa in here, you know? Like, Boa's on that list that I'm counting. So, really, out of this 51 people, there's like seven guys that are really something. And unless they plan on dragging off turning heel and then taking a guy like Von Wagner that's what I was thinking and having him be the next person that challenges like a heel dragon of uh, I don't know if you do a heel dragon off you've got the Wesley thing becomes marginally more interesting because it's not just running back the mellow match and then it's like, well, can Wesley be the baby face that beats Hill Dragonov? But like Noam Dar isn't gonna fight Carmelo Hayes. At least not for like, you know, that deadline pay-per-view, and we're gonna be building up to this for the next four months. And I highly doubt that they're gonna just be like, Yeah, you know, we're gonna put a lot into Miles Bourne and build him up over the next couple, you know, like so then I have to start looking into the main roster people and being like, well, who else do they potentially want to bring down to fight Carmelo Hayes? And that could realistically be anybody like they could just be like, Hey, you know, we're going to not downgrade, but like, you know, we're going to take somebody like a Shinsuke Nakamura and he's going to come and he's going to have a match with Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, that's immediately a pay-per-view. Carmelo Hayes versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Cool. Yeah, people are going to watch it. I don't think that that's happening. Yeah, Adventure Gifts. Uh, it's not happening either. Judgment um, Day's pretty stocked up. They're not going to be hanging around there. Apollo Crews just came back to the main roster. and It'd be kind of stupid to bring him back over there. Bronson Reed's not somebody that I think that they're pushing in that way. I feel like NXT's in a spot right now where they might have some kind of a plan about what they want to do, but even that's getting thrown for a loop with the whole Mustafa Ali thing and all, because Mustafa Ali would have been a potential option for that too, you know? Right now, I'm yeah. going to go with Hayes retains, but it wouldn't be crazy to me if Dragunov turns heel and he wins. I can, the more we talk about it, the more I think. Maybe the smart move is just dragging off. But who knows? I'm going to say Hayes. But I'm beginning to think the smart money is dragging off. And it's funny that it's not even a matter of us being like, maybe Dragunov's going to win because of them telling a story that's like, ooh, now you got me thinking that Dragunov might win. It's more Dragunov so us being wins. like, what the fuck happened? Because <laughs> you feel know? already here. You've got Wesley, Dragon Lee, Another Lee. Um, <laughs> I saw a graphic earlier that was like uh, the Lee family. It was um, Keith Lee, Dragon Lee, Wesley, AJ Lee. Uh, I forget the other Lee. And then I was like, oh, they're missing Trevor Lee. <laughs> um, you've got Baron Corbin. You've got Brody Lee was the other one. So many people. I think 
There's more fresh matchups if you do Dragunov. And it is a little bit weird that they went back to just do this match again. And we do know that Shawn Michaels does like his person loses and then gets another title match and wins it. Because that's what he did. <laughs> I'll always tell you. WrestleMania uh, 11, WrestleMania 12. WrestleMania 12, he wins. <laughs> he, he always books himself. It's funny. Shawn Michaels books Shawn Michaels. So it could be, okay, well, the story that we want to tell here, which when we get to the post show, it might be like, yeah, this is pretty fucking obvious. And I don't know why we didn't just see as, see it as clear as day. It could very well be Trick Williams loses that Dominic Mysterio match through some sort of bullshit with Dragon Lee. I don't think Dragon Lee is going to help out Dom, Um, but it might be like he takes out Dragon Lee and then that starts a different feud or something. I don't know. Um or it could just be Dom takes out Dragon Lee for that matter. Dom just, you know, fucking kicks him in the nads or something. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the last time I said nads, uh, <laughs> you know, see if all it's so good is when it's, uh, when people say nards right in the nards. Um, so he takes a ball shot or something from Dom and then trick loses that match. And then he's all pissed off and he goes there out there to help Carmelo Hayes. And he's like, I'm just trying to cheer you on, buddy. Oh. Hmm? Fucking breaking news for the pay-per-view. Kalani Jordan challenges Blair Davenport to face her at No Mercy. What? Blair Davenport wins. What the fuck? For the pre-show, I'm assuming? Probably, yeah. When the fuck did they just announce that? Probably in some digital exclusive. Oh, fuck you with this whole... <laughs> uh, let me see if that's even on That's only because I checked my phone. Yeah, they don't even have a graphic up or anything. Uh, is this on? Oh, good. Wait, hold on. I'll, I'll give you the, the transcription, courtesy of the wonderful Colin Tessier of Fightful. I'm a week away from the start of the most important tournament of my life. Ding, ding, ding. But for some reason, I feel like my whole world is turned upside down. That's because you, your storyline got cut short. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing a friend of mine. <laughs> a mentor. <laughs> Um, I'm upset, I'm angry, but I'm going to use that anger to fuel me. Kind of like how Danabrook was telling you. Um, hey Blair, I saw what you did to Gigi tonight. She may not be cleared, but I am. Now how about I use my anger against you this Saturday in Bakersfield? Hmm. Blair Davenport wins. But I yeah. did get the vibe <laughs> that Gigi wasn't cleared when she got attacked with the lights off. I'm like, that's weird. Why'd you do that? You know, I didn't even really think about it, but yeah, that could just be their means of like, well, we can't have you actually you take anything physical. Touched. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I thought that it was just one of those things where they just realized that when they were booking the show that they ran long on time and they're like, fuck, we got to cut something. But yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Kalani I mean, this- Jordan, Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport versus Kalani Jordan, AKA Blair Davenport is going to win that. Like we said, and that has to be on the pre-show. I mean, come on. <laughs> You're not going to take up time on the main card for that. I'm a week away from the tournament. I'm angry. I'm upset. I don't know why. It's almost like I had a direction, and now I don't. <laughs> so that's not the note that I was anticipating that we would end on, but it's worthwhile to mention because obviously it's on the card, and that's not going to change uh, my opinion about the whole like oh man well now the now the pay-per-views really got me you know what i mean i think it's a solid enough card this is the lowest point by far obviously and i'm hoping that it's a pre-show match uh i'm gonna assume that that's gonna be the case until they say otherwise because they do have an hour pre-show for this and that seems kind of extensive they always do they used to have a half hour. Yeah, but they used to have 30 minutes. Why do they have an hour? Huh. No idea. Because they got to get that Kalana Jordan match in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, NXT discussion. What do you think of Thea Hale? Oh, I love me some Thea Hale. You like the new look? As far as uh, aesthetic goes or just visuals uh, or... I mean, I know what you think aesthetically and visually. I mean, as far as the direction of a character. I think it's like, fun. 
it gets her to play around a little bit. And if they're not really loving the heel thing, then she could have like a big wake up call and be like, you know, oh, JC wasn't really my friend and th- it didn't feel natural. I was just pissed. But then if they want to keep her heel, she could just be like, yeah, no, fuck this. I like being, uh, I like being the little, it's so Vixen Nickelodeon. Type. It's so Nickelodeon. Oh, it so is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what everything is in NXT. So it's all I'm, I'm Disney the Channel. I'm rocker girl now. How do, <laughs> how do we show that I'm a bad girl? I know. I'm going to wear all black. <laughs> and it's skin tight. And the boys are going to want to look. <laughs> but they know it's wrong. <laughs> I uh, I laughed earlier today uh, watching NXT because Booker is like, Welcome to womanhood. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that comes off so fucking creepy. <laughs> in the same breath, then said, you know, you know, Miley Cyrus used to be Hannah Montana. <laughs> now she's the wrecking ball. Like, Booker's, what, like 55 or something? Booker T is what I aspire to be. He just <laughs> bullshits his way through everything. It's amazing. You know how there's the um, the drinking game for the Royal Rumble on the website and the Hall of Fame drinking game? If I wanted to put a drinking game up for NXT, it would be based off of Booker. And it would be like, take a shot or take a drink or whatever. Every no, time every time that he says, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Every time that he refers to Vic as Victor. Every time that he says, no bread, no water, just meat. <laughs> yeah. uh, champagne wishes Scotty. and caviar dreams. Scotty. Hottie Scotty. Uh, it's about checks and championships. <laughs> Very good. It's about checks and championships. <laughs> Every time it seems like he doesn't exactly know who the person is that he's talking about. You know? Oh, that, that, that's that move I was telling you. I, I love Booker. <laughs> the Booker's 58. So a 58-year-old 58-year-old Booker. Um, 58 years old? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and a 19, I think, year old uh, Thea Hill. Just that, that, <laughs> that whole, like, welcome to womanhood. I was like, oh, no, this is, this is the start of a, a video that's going to have that... Uh, that particular here's, intro the people over here and they just turn around you know? here's what's gross about that does that mean when Thea Hale was born Booker had just made it to WWE in the invasion yeah <laughs> gross <laughs> That's, that is gross yeah there was a stat I, uh, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head but it was something like um, like Rollins was involved in something and I guess I, it must have been I guess um, Rollins winning the main event of Mania when he cashed in I think it was that one where it was like that's the first year that somebody left with the title that was born after Mania like after Mania won Dude, I, I I googled it. Thea Hale, I, I was too generous. Thea Hale was born on September 9th, two thousand three. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that that math checks out because that was twenty years ago. Yeah. Booker T was well beyond the invasion. That's gross. I'm <laughs> like. It always makes me feel awful when I go. Okay, in context, where am I? And then I go. Oh, wait, she was born when I was, I guess, junior in high school, <laughs> sophomore in high school. That's crazy. I I feel old. Yeah, my back's been bothering me a lot today. But yeah, uh, I don't know how we got to this point, but that's NXT No Mercy. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's yeah, when it's being you. Yeah, at 1236 a.m., um, Obviously, let us know what you think is going to happen on this pay-per-view and why are you more excited about Blair Davenport versus Kehlani Jordan than anything else. 
Make sure that you drop your thoughts in the comments below. Make sure that you're hitting the like button if you enjoyed this. Also, of course, let us know if you like when we do these more casual and we're just sort of goofing around and shit, or if you like it better when we're more like, all right. When, when Callum's here and we're like, yes, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let us know which one you like. If you like one more, then, you know, we'll head in that direction a little bit more. But NXT No Mercy is not the only pay-per-view that's happening this week. We've got AEW Wrestle Dream coming up the day after this so both pay-per-views will have post shows immediately following them we will of course do the aew wrestle dream predictions later on this week as well we're going to tie that into the hot tags on thursday so we're going to talk about you know a couple little things that we didn't already talk about on the dark cast and if you are not subscribed to the dark cast here you should be and if you click on the one that we recorded earlier today you're going to hear some of those hot tags and you're going to hear some other random discussion going to hear us talk about the idea of TKO having new championships with WWE talk about the whole rumors of the Vince McMahon and uh, the Vince McMahon, the Stephanie McMahon and triple H quote unquote separation and divorce, according to slice wrestling and a couple other things, you know, we kind of tried to have a little bit more fun on the dark casts and stuff. So at least when it comes to NXT, no mercy, if anything changes in the meantime, we will address it on the hot tags and, Wrestle Dream Combo Edition. If not, well, then we're going to see how this rolls along on Saturday. So follow the live coverage on smartcoutmoment.com. Check out what I put up with EWN. Check us out for the post show immediately following NXT No Mercy. And make sure you are also clicking around on fanboysanonymous.com. If you don't know what it is by now, or if you're brand new to it, ask me. I'll tell you more information, but it's pretty simple. It's the other website that I do. And of course, check out the link tree where you can find the links to fanboys and smart cut moment and everything else that's out there. So if you want to see all the list of all the movies that I've ever seen that I can remember, because <laughs> I'm sure that there's many other movies that I don't remember. And I'm like, every once in a while, I just go, oh, fuck, that's right. I saw, you know, zapped or like, oh, uh, yeah, I remember now that I saw summer school or whatever you know back in fucking comedy central in 1990 something or whatever go on my letterbox if you want to follow me on my facebook and twitter they're at tony mango make sure you're following rob follow me everywhere at dude felice that's twitter that's instagram that's twitch that's a lot of things not dudefelice.com yet it will be <laughs> forever coming Eventually. soon forever coming soon <laughs> um yeah i had a really good time chatting up with tony i'm a bit uh tired so i'm gonna go to sleep now i'm envious i'm going to write up two articles and then work some more <laughs> i like you you know what might help you tony no bread <laughs> no water just me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After the conversation we just had, that loses its context even more. <laughs> well, tell us what meat you're eating. <laughs> Couldn't even get it out. I got started laughing as soon as I started thinking about it. <laughs> and we will see you next time, everybody. This has been another Smart Out moment. And we're being counted. <laughs>